Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, and welcome to NABWIG Talks. I'm your host, Jada Williams, and it gives me great pleasure to be here with you this morning. Just like the commercial said, I have to ask you to follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you're hanging out with NABWIG, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. We're more than just an association for women in construction. We are the voice of the construction industry, and the best way to get in contact with us is to head over to our website at www.nabweek.org and engage with us. Check out our different or our different committees on our calendar and see where you might want to drop your head in at and see what is going on in NABWIC world. Also have a button that says join now. Make sure you click it. And that is the best way to become one of our newest members in NABWIC world. And we want to see you in your red shirt at our next national or local event in your area. So just like the commercial said, we have to go ahead and get this party started in the studio. We have no other than our master builder, Ann McNeil herself, Ursula Odom of Sula 2, Jackie Perry of JP and Associates, and I'm pretty sure we have Mr. Gerald Barnes in the studio this morning. Good morning, Ann. How are you? Data. Jada, 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 I tell you every time, and today is no different, Jada, if I were any better, I would be you. And so I tell you today is another day, Jada, that is an awesome day. And it's awesome because I want to just continue to remind all of our listeners and repeat what you just said. Please remember to comment, like, and share this podcast. But also... Join our YouTube channel and subscribe with us because we are the voice, not just of black women in construction, but I contend and suggest that we're the voice of this industry. And when people say, why, how do you know that? And it's because I said so. (laughs) And our vision continues to be to continue to build long-lasting strategic partnerships 
with first-rate organizations such as our special guest today from AWWA and so many other organizations. But these partnerships actually allow us to take these contacts and turn them into contracts for our members. And when you think about it, Jada, where else can a black woman go who did not finish high school, who may have four or five children, where else can she go and not have to wait for her baby daddy and make 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 dollars an hour without a high school diploma, let alone a college degree? She can do that in the construction trade, and especially in water. And so I'm excited, excited, so excited, Jada, because today we're hosting our billion dollars of opportunities in the water industry, the water sector, and our special, special, special guest today, Ms. Porter. I shared some things before the podcast started about how honored we are to spotlight and honor her because of who she is, what she's done, what she's doing, and also to encourage her about what she's going to continue to do in this water industry. So I'm not going to get ahead of her. I just want to let you know again, Ms. Porter, we really do honor you, and we give you your roses right now because many of us don't realize that there are not very many blacks in water. And I just want to make sure that all of our listeners understand that I think that it's one of the best industries for not just people of color, but especially black women to enter and have a phenomenal future because the pandemic taught us water is king and water is clean. And no matter what else you do, you can do nothing without water. So with that, Jada, let's get this party started. Yes, indeed. You definitely cannot do anything without water. And like our fearless leader said, Ms. Ann McNeil, let's take a quick commercial break and come back and get this party started with Ms. Cheryl Porter, NABWIC's Woman in Spotlight. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC. Thank you, and we're back. 
Yes, indeed. We are back. Navweek Talks with Woman in Spotlight, Ms. Cheryl Porter, who is the COO of Great Lakes Water Authority. So, Ms. Cheryl Porter is the Chief Operating Officer over at Great Lakes Water Authority's um, Water and Field Services area, where she oversees five different water treatment facilities and water transmission to the authorities. Ms. Cheryl um, is an active member of the American Water Works Association, and since joining, Cheryl has been an active volunteer with AWWA and the Michigan section of AWWA on various committees and has assumed leadership roles. Ms. Cheryl has been awarded, appointed to many different boards and is sitting as um, president-elect. And along with all of her accolades, Ms. Cheryl in 2017 cranes Detroit business recognize her as one of the Detroit women in leadership. And we are so honored to highlight Ms. Cheryl Porter as our woman in the spotlight for our National Association of Black Women in Construction, Billion Dollar Luncheon, and Water Opportunities. Good morning, Ms. Cheryl. Welcome to NAVWIC Talks. Jackie and us have gotten the chance to be a little stalker researching you, getting this show all together, and wanting to give you your roses now. So how about, in your own words, you tell the audience, our family, a little bit about yourself and your own background and how you came to do what it is you're doing today. Thank you so much for this honor. It really is a privilege to be here today, and thank you for your acknowledgement. Uh, as has already been stated, I'm the Chief Operating Officer for the Great Lakes Water Authority, which is the regional authority that was formerly the Detroit Water and Sewage Department, and that's where I got my start. Uh, when I think about my career path, uh, I always say that water found me. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because um, I was just working in a solvents company in Metro Detroit. Uh, it was a small company. I loved my job. But if I wanted an advancement opportunity, I had to go somewhere else because the woman that I worked with was the same age as me. So advancement opportunities just was not going to be there. Uh, so I had to go elsewhere. And so that's when I applied for the junior chemist job with the Detroit Water and Sewage Department, and I got it. And, boy, did that open my eyes to a, just a whole different world. You know, I was accustomed to being that lab tech doing that 9-to-5 thing, and here I was thrown into this 24-7 operations uh, around water. And many of us, when we turn on our taps at home or when we flush our, our toilets at home, we don't think about what it takes for that water to reach your home. We don't think about how that there are individuals and facilities that are responsible for treating that water to protect you in your home as well as the environment when we are treating that water and, and submitting it back. And we have such a phenomenally important role that um, I think that we underrepresent that is actually there. And it's such a privilege for me to be a part of it because when I look at the world today, um, often when there's trouble around water, it's troubling communities like, that look like me. And so I know I have a responsibility, which is why I volunteer with the American Water Works Association and why I uh, get involved in order to, uh, to just have that presence 
to attract people to this um, industry that's kind of unknown to folks. Similar to what you guys are doing with the construction world, uh, there are so many opportunities. Whatever you're passionate about, you can bring that to the water service sector. That's my shameless plug. We um, we have finance people, we have IT people, we have all sorts of people. Whatever you're you're we're passionate about, you can bring it to us, and we'll be happy to use that skill set uh, because we do need to beef up our water um, workforce. Uh, because it is an important thing. It's vital for life. It is something that we have to maintain and sustain for future generations. So don't forget to check out the Great Lakes Water Authority website. I'm sure we've got some jobs posted that you might be interested in. Definitely so. And I just love it, love it, love it. You can hear your passion and your energy in your voice when speaking about water. I don't know where to go back to and start next on what I even wanted to comment on. But like you said, everything, all the skills that are in um, the construction industry or in another business sector, you can bring those skills over to the water industry. And I love that you called that out. And yes, we have family members um, listening in that are in various positions in their careers as as well as our um, college chapter members listening in. So I know um, our audience is taking notes. If you haven't, grab your pen and notebook and catch these golden nuggets. But you did mention, Ms. Cheryl, something about their science to the water, their chemistry to make sure that you're protecting and keeping all of us safe with um, the water that's coming into our homes. Can you um, go over that or review that? Because I feel like that is so cool. And when you started talking, the first thing I thought about, Ms. Earth was probably going to chime in, I thought about you as Ariel under the sea. The Little Mermaid, when you said it opened (laughs) up a whole new world. (laughs) You opened up a whole new world. So what is that all about and getting the water and making sure it's safe with science and the chemistry and your role in it? Sure. Um, What was fascinating to me as a chemist uh, when I graduated, uh, I was used to, you know, measuring things and and having meeting a a quality standard. And I never really thought about how that applies to water uh, until I had to bring that skill set as a chemist. I, I started out with DWSD back in 1996. And, um, because it was a 24-7 operation and I wasn't accustomed to that flow, I probably spent my first seven to eight years trying to get out of water uh, because it hadn't dawned on me the importance of what I was doing. Uh, it was just a job to me at that time. And uh, I was looking <laughs> to go back to sleep in my bed at night. You know, some of us are not geared up for the, the midnight shift. And so I was kind of looking to get out of water until I made the connection that what I'm doing every day, the analysis that I was doing was essential to the treatment process. It, it was an early warning sign for us to make adjustments to our chemicals or our pumps in order to ensure the quality of that water when it leaves our plant and it enters those pipes that we've done all we need to do to protect it as it's traveling through those pipes to individuals' homes. And the more I thought about what I was doing and when I'd go home, it dawned on me, 
I'm protecting me. I'm protecting my home, my family, my friends, my community. And that job is important. It's a way for me to give back to my community by doing this job and ensuring that I do it well. So, yes, we have chemists that are are on staff 24-7 who are doing testing and analysis to make sure that we are exceeding standards. We don't just want to meet standards. We want to exceed standards, which is why uh, we are also involved with the American Water Works Association. They have a partnership program for which my water treatment facilities have signed up for where we look at what we're doing and we look how to improve it. We're constantly looking, how do we improve our systems? How do we treat water better so that we continue to exceed those standards? How do we take uh, sometimes this old infrastructure and keep it going until we can make those appropriate investments? That's what we're there doing, and it's important work. Every day I I get to interact with our team members to make sure that they have the appropriate resources in order to do that job on the ground. And having been one of those people on the ground doing the job, I know what they need, and I'm open to hearing what they need now uh, and the changes and ideas that they have in order to make things better so that it is sustainable for the future because water is something that has to live beyond my my lifetime as it has lived by the people who have uh, donated to the service sector before. They made sure that they built stuff that has lasted a long time. We've got our oldest facility was built back in 1930. It's still operational now. Yes, we're putting love and care to make sure that it still functions that it, the way it needs to, to ensure that water quality reaches their home, and that's what we're about. That's why we're there. Uh, and uh, as I'm getting older and realizing that I'm looking forward to retirement, that's why we have the shameless plug of trying to attract more people to us because you're right. Not a lot of black women know about all these different jobs that they can get involved in. And there's a phrase that's been coined among my staff, we're about GED to PhD. We employ that entire spectrum of individuals within the water service sector. So there's a place for you. There's a role for you. No matter what your interest is, no matter what your educational background, we have apprenticeship programs that allow us to groom you up so that you can be the best water professional that you want to be. And all of that opportunity that I've enjoyed over these past 25 years and with my involvement with the American Water Works Association, which has a 50,000-plus membership of water professionals around the world, um, I have had the privilege and the honor of becoming the first African-American and the first woman of color for AWWA. And they have been in existence since 1881. And I think that that is such a nice cap, uh, this career that I spent 25 years Oh, and, and I, admittedly, I did spend some time trying to get away from it. But now that I've embraced it, now that I understand it, now I have this, this historical moment that I'm living in uh, as being their, their first African-American um, for AWWA presidency. And, and I think that that's such a, a huge step because it allows me to get out here and be seen so that people are attracted and, and know that we can make it in this water sector and in this world. We have something to contribute. 
Miss Porter, this is Ursula, and Jada was absolutely correct. I do have now a couple of questions for you. I'm amazed at what you're saying, and you have just um, expanded my world in terms of the thought of where you are. When you said that you're protecting you and you're protecting your people, it now makes me want to have people from the community in all of the industries to be a watchdog. I mean, it's like people being in corporate America to have a good job. But no, we need people positioned like you. That's amazing to me to think that you're out there. It's protecting. It makes me want to see who's in Tampa, who's who's protecting the water in Tampa. I know it's in the, the black community. It's positioned physically there, but who's in there? Who's in Who's in that role? Um, and the other thing, back at the very beginning, when you talked about what it takes to bring the water, um, I wrote a book called African Americans of Tampa, and my favorite picture in there is where they were digging this deep hole in the ground that was literally three stories, if not more, deep in the ground, filled with African Americans. But it opened my eyes to the fact that it's a huge system under, underneath the ground to to drain water, and that was the water system coming on Davis Island. So what are some of the most um, surprising things that you found in the industry that are that we may find surprising? Um, water is so different based on where you are. Um, here in uh, Michigan, we enjoy uh, an excellent surface water system, whereas there are other areas in this country where there's water shortages. Um, and you have surface water systems, you have groundwater systems, you have well systems, and all of this has the same base knowledge that that's why I enjoy the American Water Works Association. They create the standards and the educational materials, no matter what kind of system you're involved. There are different types of pipes that we use, um, different sized pipes. Uh, in, in our particular system, in the regional system, we have 24 inches all the way up to 120 inches. And I just recently had uh, a water main break on my 120, and that had never happened before. But the team came together in such a remarkable way uh, because that's what we train ourselves for. We train ourselves to be responsive in those emergencies to restore uh, service as quickly as possible. And resiliency is, is the topic of the day because all of us are talking about aged infrastructure. None of us have enough money to invest in the systems, so we've got to get very innovative and creative on how to maintain these systems until we get to a place where we can replace them all. Um, so uh, it, it's a wonderful world. It touches people every day, and, and sometimes we don't realize how we're touched uh, by systems such as the water industry. Thank you. And, Jada, we have someone questions from the 718 area code. Okay, perfect. Let's get to it. Uh, audience members, your mic is open. You can go ahead and join in the conversation. Yes, thank you so much. Um, it's Tonya Rivers. Good morning, Ms. Porter. Thank you so much for joining us today with NABWIC. Um, I wanted to just more or less make a comment um, with you being 
you know, in your position and being elected, I watched the news coverage of you speaking about that. And one of the things that you said that moved me was that what honored you was that there were people who didn't look like you that voted for you to be in that position. And I thought that was so powerful. I mean, we've seen what's going on in the world today and how some people are perceiving that there are handouts, but no one handed you anything. You know, you deserve to be in that position. And it's motivating for all of us to see that if we just work hard, you can achieve anything. So I just commend you for where you are today and thank you for being a leader in the water industry and letting us all know that we belong here. So thank you. Thank you. And that is so true. You you, you know, oftentimes we can take a position of criticizing from the outside or we can take a position to get involved and make a difference. And so I chose to to get involved to make a difference, to show that we are capable. We have the knowledge, we have the talent, we have the ability, and I'm here to prove that. Uh, uh, So that not only am I um, opening the door, but hopefully I'm inspiring others to stay encouraged because it, it can be lonely. It can feel isolating when you're the only one in the room sometimes. Um, but I remember why I'm doing it, and that keeps me encouraged and keeps me going. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, yes, for anyone else out there that's listening in, all you have to do is press 1 on your phone, and we will make sure you can join in in the conversation or drop your comments and questions under our different social media feeds, and we'll make sure we get it read over the air this morning to Ms. Cheryl Porter. So, Ms. Cheryl, I have to get a little messy real quick um, with you. You did mention that in some areas of the country, in this great nation, there is a lack of water. Why is that? Can you explain that um, the lack of water being because our um, the the financials not being there, and then where does that money come from? Who's responsible for that? Is it a state by state, a county by county, region by region? Help us out with that because we're always looking to get to the money ahead of the opportunities. I think one of the things that um, we as uh, the American Water Works Association is is trying to influence and change is that oftentimes when communities are constructed or built, water is the afterthought. Um, We're not the anchor as to where and how a community is built. Usually a community is built and then they think about how to get water to it. Uh, And that can be problematic based on how that community is constructed. Um, Because, as I said, here in Michigan, we in in the surrounding Great Lakes uh, area, we enjoy fresh water from the Great Lakes. So we have a great source here uh, to pull from. But that's not necessarily the the case. Like in in California, they're surrounded by the ocean, which is salt water. So they have to look at a, a totally different treatment process um, for what supports their systems there. And then you have uh, those who are in the middle of the country who might be um, pulling from groundwater systems because they don't have any water surrounding them. So you have to get the water where it is. And depending on where it is, uh, it comes in in different ways. And so 
that's why treatment and standards are so important because depending on what you're starting with, it, it gives you an indication of what you need to do in order to bring that water up to uh, the safe drinking water standard uh, to be distributed to homes. Now, as far as payment is concerned, that's just as vast as, as the source itself. Um, a lot of it is based on local communities supporting their local systems. Uh, there are, are not a whole lot of large regional systems such as the Great Lakes Water Authority, um, but uh, People want water where they want water. They build their communities where they build their communities. And if we were to think back in our history, folks went to where water was, and they had to pull out, you know, from those streams, lakes, or, or, or sources where they were. And that is, uh, even though we have a very privileged system in that people have water in their homes, that's not the case for a lot of people in the world. Um, you know, so water is is something that all of us need and that we need to protect. And and one of the things I'll, I'll also say is sometimes it's cheaper to keep stuff out of it than it is for me to treat treat it out once it's in. So um, having people pay attention to what they do and how they dispose of their waste uh, so that they're not contaminating our source water is also something that we want to educate the public around so that they can help us protect this vital resource that we have and that we all need. Thank you so much for explaining that um, because that always I was so curious about that all the time. And then, you know, many of our listeners in the student chapter, uh, we take these field trips and, um, you know, you can put it all together, especially with having someone on the line as yourself this morning. So moving right along, as we are celebrating Ms. Gerald Porter, who is the woman in spotlight for our National Association of Black Women in Construction Billion Dollar Luncheon that's going down today, I want to know, what do you enjoy most about what it is that you do? Uh, it's the people. Um, uh, when I look at a, a, a day in a life of what I do, um, it's people, 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 uh, whether it's me talking to my team members to make sure that they have the resources that they need in order to do their job, because if they can't do their job, we're not doing what we need to, to support our communities. Um, it's, it's about my coworkers and, and supporting them as they support me as a core function in our business. It's about my customers when they call with questions or concerns or challenges that they may need my support in. Um, it's, and now that I'm on this national stage uh, with AWWA, it's about net, the networking among water professionals all over the world and um, being that voice for uh, those who um, look like me so that they can be encouraged and motivated to continue um, to help us protect us um, and um, to just realize that this is an investment that we're making for our family and friends, for our communities, and in support of us. And it's important that we get involved and, and take charge of the systems that are supporting our communities. I think that that is important. And I, I hope that people are encouraged 
um, when I show up in the room and they realize that I'm there responsible for that water quality and, and making sure that it's safe as it reaches their homes. Thank you. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and speak more with Ms. Cheryl Porter, who is a woman in spotlight for our National Association of Black Women in Construction Billion Dollar Luncheon. Hi, I'm Vicki Antonio. I'm part of the South Florida chapter of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and we are excited to celebrate women in construction. What I'm most proud of about being a part of this organization is that we are a conglomerate of women who are doing great things to expand not only ourselves, but our local communities and beyond. Why it's important to support this organization is because, you know the saying, is that when you support a woman, you support a nation. So my name is Vicki Antonio. Please join us to celebrate women in construction. Yes, indeed. We are celebrating women in construction. This morning, we are celebrating Ms. Cheryl Porter, who is our woman in spotlight for our National Association of Black Women in Construction Billion Dollar Luncheon and Water Opportunities. And you still have time. Yep, you can go over to Eventbrite and register. And then just go on over and head over to our virtual um, Billion Dollar Luncheon. So we are back this morning and getting more into the conversation with Ms. Cheryl Porter. So you said that you love your people, the system, protecting your community, protecting your own household, and I know that you have motivated us and influenced many of us to take more interest into our own water systems with just hearing you speak this morning with the passion and enthusiasm in your voice. And as we're celebrating your 25 years in the industry, though you tried to run away, that's why water found you (laughs) and what is planned and deemed for you. Hey, it's already ordained. So what is on the come up on the horizon for you? What's next, Ms. Porter? Um, well, this is a huge step for me, um, being the first African-American for AWWA. Um, that uh, just became official this past June, uh, and I'm on this three-year journey with this, which I think is a, a nice cap uh, to my 25-year uh, uh, career thus far. And uh, so I will be heavily engaged in um, the American Water Works Association, and, and they've got a huge effort in looking at Water 2050, um, where we are asking ourselves today, how do we shape and ensure that we have reliable, sustained for Water 2050? And I don't know if I'll be here or not, um, but I'm glad we've opened the door to the conversation to start talking now. And what's so important about that conversation is involving uh, the voices of the future, the folks who will be here, uh, and allowing them to give us the ideas and to shape the conversation so that we're doing the right things today to ensure that we have water tomorrow. Um, uh, as we are also looking at uh, uh, so many different things, such as population uh, growth and, and shifts 
and uh, water sources and, and what kind of, of challenges do we think that we're going to be faced with, how, how we treat water, will that be different? So those are the kinds of conversations that we're involved in that I'm excited to participate in so that we remember that every voice is important. And sometimes you need the diverse voices to collectively to make sure that you're getting the best innovative ideas uh, for a reliable future for us all. So um, that that is where I'm focused right now. Um, after I finish this, I'm, I'm not sure I have any plans. Uh, I might want to take a break because uh, I'm sure I'll be doing a lot of traveling and talking uh, with that effort. It is a very historical moment for AWWA, uh, who, again, has been in existence since 1881, and I'm the first, and it's such an honor and a privilege to be a first. Uh, because as was commented earlier, um, when you take a chance and you get involved, sometimes you don't feel accepted, uh, and sometimes you don't try. Um, but I was encouraged on the sidelines by others to try. And in trying, um, I was successful in having those who do not look like me vote for me, and now I have this honor and privilege to represent 50,000-plus members across this world in the water profession. And that is such an honor for me. Uh, and I take that very seriously. I want to make sure that we do it right so that door remains open so that they know we are here and, and we're ready to support our communities as well. Well, I am just excited to be a part of this conversation and working with Beverly up there in that great state of Michigan, I know she's very, very excited. Um, and as you're ready to begin your journey going around the country, there are some ears and there are some people leaning forward on this call that represent North Carolina, New Jersey, Florida, Washington, D.C., that really want to support you in that effort. Um and I know we'll stay in contact with you, but what kind of support would you need from us that really understand your passion now to help you support bringing more people that look like you and also our community to understand that we need water and we need to help you to build that legacy for us from years to come? I think the most important thing that, uh, and I've been trying to, to leverage um, uh, especially our team at the Great Lakes Water Authority in getting our voice and our story told, um, it's, it's not just my story. There's so many who uh, are similarly situated who water kind of found them, and, and they have such a passion around what they do. I, I have young women who are involved in maintenance, uh, in, in leadership, I have young women who are involved in uh, operations who um, are, are in leadership, and, and I, I think that I play a small role in inspiring them to continue. Uh, mm. So I think getting out there and inviting the community into our world, allowing them to take a tour of the facilities where, where they live uh, so that they can understand where their water comes from and what's involved and who's involved in that, uh, I think that's a great place to start. Most of us are public uh, facilities, 
so we offer tours, and it's great when our communities come in and see what we do so that they know how best to support us. Um, you know, oftentimes people don't know anything about their water systems until they receive their bill or their their consumer report once a year. And so um, one of the efforts that I think we ought to make in the water profession is to get more involved with our communities to let them know that we exist uh, and not just show up when we need uh, financial support. Beautiful, beautiful. And I, I I applaud you, Ann and Beverly. Great work in being persistent and making sure we we bring a true champion to this podcast and this uh, billion dollar luncheon for today. And I thank you all, team, that we 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 sitting in here just taking it in and then really really building the momentum to help our new uh, woman in spotlight go to levels that she may not even expect it. Thank you for partnering with Navway. Send it back to good old Jada. Well, good morning. I'm going to interject in here. This is this is Jackie, and uh, I have to say I have taken so much, like many others probably, about water for granted. So this is certainly uh, an eye-opener and uh, very interesting to learn more about the concept about water and its treatment. So I want to thank you for that, but also I'm just in awe again, uh, as you mentioned, Ms. Porter, as the first American, African-American, and woman COO of Great Lakes Water Authority since its establishment in 1881, um, I know that must mean a lot to you, both personally and professionally. Um, And you also mentioned that you have young women that are working under you in various areas of uh, the operation, but I'm curious to know what message would you give to young women, particularly those of color, aspiring to leadership roles in, again, traditionally male-dominated sector like this one? Uh, Don't stop investing in yourself. Um, Never stop learning. Whatever you are curious about, and um, explore it. Learn about it. Self-improvement for me and that never stop learning uh, has led me to having the courage to stand up and do things that I never really thought about doing or challenging myself to do, Uh, and then not forgetting to give back, not forgetting to take time uh, to help others, Uh, because there were so many people who had words of encouragement and support for me along the way. Uh, and they stepped up in times when I needed it most uh, in order to just have the, the, the courage to continue. Uh, you need that support. And when you get there, you need to make sure that you give back uh, uh, so that you are a support to those and, 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 and doing that pay it forward type thing. Um, uh, it, it's hard. It can be hard when you feel like you're the only one or um, – and, and sometimes you are the only one in the room. Uh, and, and so that can be an adjustment because sometimes you, you might not feel like you fit in. But that shouldn't deter you. That shouldn't stop you. We're still all human beings, um, and it's an opportunity for you to allow that diverse voice in you to come out because sometimes people don't know what they're doing wrong 
or how they can be offensive unless we say something about it. Uh, and, and and having the courage to say something about it is what brings about the change. Because I think most people aren't trying to do that. They just don't know that that's what they're doing. So being able to be in a position to educate folks um, uh, about, the, the, about people uh, and people who are different from them so that they uh, are building relationships and, and not tearing them down. No, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And also, I want to take this moment and congratulate you again on being Maverick Woman in the Spotlight for our Billion Dollar Luncheon. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you so much, Jackie, for that question. My next question was somewhat similar to Jackie's because I wanted to know, you gave us some great advice. Is there any resources that you would like to share for individuals that's in the water industry that's leveling up or that is um, working on building their career in the water industry? Um, I, for, for me, it's, it's about what, what, what do you enjoy doing? What are you passionate about? Um, I didn't know that I was going to have such a passion around water quality, uh, but when I made the connection of my day-to-day activities to the fact that I was protecting my home and my community, that's what woke up the passion in me. Uh, And having that passion kind of propelled my curiosity to learn more. Um, And if I was to look back to my younger self and and tell her anything uh, to prepare for the future, I would tell her to to nurture that curiosity even more. Go ahead and spend time um, uh, collecting that information. Uh, there's other certifications that I wish I had went and got because it would have exposed me to even more aspects around this wonderful world of water. And I had the time then um, because the higher you go, your time is not your own anymore. And so. Um, uh, I do believe in work-life balance. I do believe in self-care. I do believe in family and friends. And, and so you have to find a balance in life because that what is what keeps the joy uh, in you that allows you to face the challenges each and every day. So uh, all of that's important. Uh, but I would have told my younger self when, when she had the time, go ahead and, and, and knock out those other certifications. Go ahead and continue to learn. Um, because all of that information uh, pays off, and it's not something that can be taken away from you. Uh, that that is something that you have, and it always amazes me how uh, when I enter a conversation, you know, sometimes people don't know what you what you know, and and they're always pleasantly surprised at how you can take on that topic or that conversation because you actually do know because you have that experience, you have that knowledge. Um, so definitely uh, keep. Keep keep being in contact with others because you do need that support, and support is where you get it. Uh, there have been a lot of voices of encouragement. There have been a lot of people who have gone before me uh, that just whispered in my ear, you know, this is something that you need to think about doing. And, and, and that was important for me to get because for me sitting there personally, I wasn't thinking about doing any of those things. Um, and so when you have someone – tell you, hey, I think you should do this, Uh, and then when you watch that they're doing it, uh, then you see that possibility in yourself and and you go for it. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing this morning and opening up about your career on your journey and all of the above as we are celebrating you as our woman in spotlight. So I have to ask you one more question, and it's it's, it's a kind of hard one. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So share with us what are you reading that keeps you motivated, that keeps you going on to the day-to-day? We want to know. <laughs> you know, um, I'll tell you one thing that I'm, I'm always constantly reading because it never gets old, and that's the Bible. Um, okay. There are such nuggets of wisdom there that you will always need, and I, I find my joy and encouragement there. But as far as the last book that I've read that I thought um, uh, was inspiring, um, that would be The Gift of Struggle by Bob uh, Herrera. Um, reading his story helps me to understand my story. And, um, you know, often we feel that the challenges and the struggles that we go through um, are, are something to dread, but sometimes those can be the things that empower you uh, to have a real voice to, to make a difference in the world. Well, thank you again for sharing another one of your tips. So, family, we're going to go out and read um, The Gift of Struggle by Bob Herrier, along with the Bible. As we already know, the Bible has something in it for every aspect of our, our, our life there. So thank you so much for being with us this morning as we're wrapping up this show. Um, Miss. Cheryl, I'm sorry for the background noise. What? How can our family get in contact with you? Um, well, I'm not on a lot, uh, but I am on LinkedIn, and uh, I do have my contact information through my organization, which is the Great Lakes Water Authority, which is www.glwater.org. Uh, I'm also available th- that way, and I'm on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for sharing. This has been another absolutely amazing Map Week Talk podcast. If you want to hear more, all you got to do is check in with us next week, same time. Oh, my gosh. Same week, but with my raspy voice leaving me, a baby just stepped into the studio this morning. So, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Ms. Cheryl Porto for Porter for being in the studio with us this morning as we're celebrating you as our woman in spotlight. Thank you for and this Jada. honor. And Jada, thank yes. you for reminding us. We are women in construction. <laughs> Congratulations on having a little. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm a little disconnected there, but Again, thank you so much for joining in to Nabway Talks this morning. You want to catch us again next Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.